something to say. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode, episode number 565, Seasons End and a Joy Division. My name's Eric, I'm author C.E. Dorset. I write science fiction, fantasy, and all kinds of weird stuff. You can find out more about me at projectshadow.com. And today, for the second time in a row, I am trying out Meerkat for this um, recording, so... If you'd like to follow me over there, I'm Meerk on Meerkat. I am C.E. Dorset. That's Dorset with two T's, D-O-R-S-E-T-T. Same as I am on Twitter and many other social networks. You can find me over there, follow the stream, and whenever I do these, it will let you know. So, we had a pretty good crowd yesterday. I'm curious to see how this works today. They have a chat room over there. I've been looking for a way to do the show live again, and... This might be the way that I do it. So, let me know what you think. Check out the stream over there, or as always, the episodes will be available for download. A couple notes on that. Number one, I don't know where that weird popcorn sound came from on yesterday's episode. It was not there in any of the test audio that I did for the show. I always test all the hookups to make sure that the show isn't doing anything weird as far as the recording goes. And it wasn't in any of the tests. It wasn't in the um, monitor headphones that I wear while I'm doing this. But for some reason, it was on every version of the audio that got recorded. So I don't know where it came from. I don't know. Maybe the slim man was behind me while I was recording, snapping his fingers or something. I don't know. It was weird, whatever it was, and I apologize for that. Hopefully the sound on this episode will be better. As always, I am trying to improve the sound quality of everything that I'm doing here, so let me know what you think. Also, if there's any weird hiccups with the podcast, I do apologize for that as well. Um, Made the decision today to separate the podcast out back into its own thing, and so I spent a big chunk of today moving episodes. Not every episode has been moved yet, so if you're looking through the old archive, the most recent episodes are there, but it gets a little bit scattershot back beyond that. So hopefully I'll be able to get everything moved over there in a decent amount of time, as well as put up sound for episodes that no longer have sound attached to them for one reason or another. So very excited about that. And really excited about some of the things that are going on today. So, the Playfest, um, Paleyfest, sorry, Paleyfest 2015 look ahead trailers are out for both Arrow and Flash. I put a, um, I embedded both of them over at the Project Shadow Agenda at projectshadowagenda.com. If you are a fan of either one of these two shows or you want an excuse to start watching, these are them. These are the excuses. These are the reasons you want to be watching this show. So, what are we looking forward to? The, apparently, everyone going crazy on Arrow. 
<laughs> that was my main takeaway, other than the fact that they're going to have lightning come out of the hands of the Atom, and that looks really, really cool. I was wondering exactly how they were going to express his powers, because it could be beam weapons, it could be pulses, dot, dot, you know, fill in the blank for the proper descriptive noun that, you know, explains exactly what's going on there. But lightning. Okay. That that's different and like I said, it looks really, really cool. Apparently we we were told that he and Oliver were not going to get along very well. Apparently their beef is going to be a big one, so I can't wait to see exactly how that plays out. That does look like it's going to get serious, if not nasty, in the upcoming episodes left. Quentin is going to go crazy as well. If you have missed crazy, I'm going to get the arrow Quentin. Apparently he's back at some point towards the end of the series. And watching him go into the arrow cave and apparently arrest everyone. Okay, I kind of knew that this was coming because, well, if you're keeping up with the news and everything that's going on with Arrow... It, they, they've been talking about this for a while, but to actually see Quentin going into the Arrow Cave and figuring it all out, mm, that that was something to behold. I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to bridge the end of this season with next season, and I am expecting one heck of a season finale cliffhanger. Don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. There are a lot of possibilities for it. And the mention of Oliver Queen as a uh, prophesied chosen one. That was interesting as well. So I I can't wait to see how they actually pull all this off. The show has been really good since it started. Watch the trailer. Just just watch it. Let me know what you think. The Flash Haley Fest trailer. It, It... Blew me away in several ways. Number one, how different Flash is from Arrow. And it makes me wonder exactly what it is that's going to cause some of these things to happen. We get to see a happy Ray Palmer show up on the Flash. Okay. So that's very different from the Ray Palmer that we have on Arrow. Can't wait to see the excuse for that. I'm actually wondering if that's going to come fairly soon, like while he's testing the suit, he's going to end up in Central City or something. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do that, but that that was interesting to see. Um, that wonderful reveal where Canary explains that she knows who the Flash is and that she's the Canary, her and Cisco. That, that cracked me up and can't wait for her crossover to happen. And we're going to get another Felicity crossover. What more could you ask, man? Felicity, the Felicity Flash episodes have been some of my favorites, whether it's Barry coming onto Arrow or Felicity going over to the Flash. They have a really good on-screen chemistry that just makes for an entertaining, fun time by all. Other things that we saw in this, this tsunami heading towards Central City, that just blows me away. Like, I really want to know exactly what they're going to do to fix that, or if it's actually going to hit, if that's going to be Flash's version of The Undertaking. 
the unmasking of Harrison Wells and that threat, you are going to die, Barry Allen. And I'm wondering, we, we've been talking for a while that this is reverse flash before he went crazy and decided to actually kill the flash and that he actually has to keep the flash alive long enough to ensure that he becomes a, becomes the reverse flash. And that's what I'm wondering if that line wasn't taken so far out of context that it wasn't actually a threat. It was him trying to explain why he's there. You are going to die Barry Allen. Eh, I don't know. We'll see when it gets there. Cisco and his psychedelic glasses thing. I have no idea what that is. I know I'm like a lot of people that are waiting for him to get his vibe on. You know what I'm talking about? Cause he's a superhero and yeah. Um, I, I have no idea what that's about, but again, can't wait for that. And the teaser of gorilla Grodd. Ah, <sighs> I can't wait to see what they do with Grodd. This is, I'm so excited about Grodd on Flash. Just because he was the first villain that I ruled out. When I when they announced that they were doing a Flash TV show, you just kind of sit down and think, okay, it's a TV show. Who are they going to do? Who are they not going to do? Who's going to be just unrealistic for them to do on a TV budget? And the first name that comes right to the top of the list, at least for me, was Gorilla Grodd. But no, they're doing him, and we got we get a little bit of a view of that, and the fact that the general, oh my Clancy Brown, isn't dead, apparently, or he's a zombie or something. But we get to see a version of him running around, so I can't wait to find out what all that's about. Lots of excitement, and it just makes me want to go and, I don't know, do a little dance or something. In other DC-related news, okay, the most useless yet excitement-making headline comes out of Variety that apparently the villain for the new Arrow Flash spinoff show, which is yet to be named, will ha- be a big DC Comics villain who hasn't been seen yet. I am going to run off of the theory that that means that it, he hasn't been seen on the Arrow or Flash yet. Or she, whoever it is. And not somebody who has never been on TV. Because when you count the you know, animated series, either Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, the uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, um, Smallville TV series, and what have you... I am pretty sure that whoever they pick has been on one of those. So I am completely ruling out that, you know, this is a ever, 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 ever having been seen on the TV Matron. But yet I have no idea who this could be. I really, really don't. Um... This could mean almost anything. First of all, let's go to Berlanti's explanation. This is how he describes the new show. For for us, first and foremost, all of us, I'm sorry, all of our shows, uh, it's about how is it, 
its own thing. Because we don't just want to do it to do it. Okay? Some people do that, and then they're three episodes in thinking, why did we do this? So for me, I compare the shows to old westerns. Okay, that's an interesting way to think about things. So, okay, continuing his quote. We have a lot of lone gunmen and sheriffs in town, and this one is very much an ode to things like the Magnificent Seven or those great heist picks like Ocean's Eleven, where you get all those colors at the same time and a true ensemble and that's and that was the fun of it huh i want to stop that i mean magnificent seven was the american uh western remake of the seven samurai by akira kurosawa so we have an idea of what that means. It's something really horrible, at least for the original story, right? Something really horrible happens. A dude and a priestess start going around and gathering up seven warriors to fight against something really, really bad. That seven samurai. Magnificent Seven is kind of like that, but it, of course different. And to bring Ocean's Eleven in, I think that dilutes the metaphor so much that what... Greg Berlanti is trying to tell us here is that the new show is just going to be an ensemble cast thing. Now, I don't think this is going to be a Suicide Squad show. Though, in some ways, given the look at the cast that we have so far, it almost looks like it's going to be. I mean, we already know that it's going to have, you know, the Ray Palmer Adam. It's going to have Katie Lotz playing whoever she's playing after she comes back from the dead. Maybe some kind of crazy, insane Black Canary. Martin Stein, half of Firestorm. We're going to have Wentworth Miller, who plays Captain Cold. And we're going to have Dominic Purcell, who plays Heatwave. Both of whom are coming back later this season in um, Flash. So we may get a hint of what this show is going to look like from that. That may be one of the episodes that they use to set this show up. So kind of bear that in mind when that episode happens. And we'll talk about that on Project Shadow when it does, because I'm going to be looking very, very close to see how they're setting this up. Because remember, they set Flash up completely within Arrow prior to it being spun off. Since this new spinoff is getting characters from both Arrow and Flash, I expect to see at least one episode in each of those series that is the setup for this new show. What that's going to be, I don't know. We also find out that they're going to be introducing three major DC Comics characters who have never been in a television series before. (laughs) I mean, that means nothing. I mean, we've talked about this before. The three characters that are being cast for this, the Traveler and da-da-da-da-da-da, see a couple episodes back. And I think, one, this is exciting that they're saying that have never been seen before. But really, a lot, a lot of characters have not had TV series. 
Again, if that is supposed to mean having never been on television, which means not on any of the Teen Titans shows, not on any of the Young Justice shows, not on any of the animated shows. I'll just leave it at that. The animated shows or Lois and Clark or um, Smallville or the original Flash TV, TV series or the Birds of Prey TV series. You see, that's that's where it gets tricky is when they're saying ever... Do they just mean prime time shows? Do they mean not animated shows? Because once you start doing that, if it's all shows, if they've never appeared on television before, then this time traveler cannot be Booster Gold because Booster Gold was a major character on um, Justice League Unlimited. Well, not a major character, but he showed up on quite a few episodes. And if I rem- if I've heard correctly, because I didn't really watch the show, he was a character on um, Smallville. He at least appeared on Smar- Smallville. So that would rule him out entirely. Well, if I remember correctly, also, didn't Black Lightning and Static and Cyborg all appeared on Justice League Unlimited? So, and of course, several of those were in the Teen Titans and the new Teen Titans, and um, some of them were in Young Justice. So that would rule them out as well. I, I'm assuming this is just in the prime time category that these are characters that we haven't seen i don't know i i feel like they're trying to throw a red herring down that they're trying to smack this thing down on the table and say hey look we're gonna try to make it as hard as it is for you guys to guess so that when we put it out you'll just be like oh yay because we've put so many red herrings out you can't find the way greg berlanti continues in this variety piece quote in picking them, it was very much about picking, quote, who are some of the most popular characters we've created, and also, tonally, who went with who. How disparate could we make it? And we're also introducing these three new characters that we're casting right now. I think it's really important that we have another female hero on the show, and this one is really exciting. I can't wait for people to find out. We just have to cast it right, as always. And then, you want that Rat Packy kind of vibe of all the crew hanging out as disparate and as different as they are. I don't know what this means. <laughs> I'm going to be frank, frank with you. Because, I mean, I love the idea of a female lead. You know what I would love to see? Because, granted, she was in the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited series. But I would love to see Hawkgirl. I think Hawkgirl would be amazing. I want her to be Thanagarian. She has to be Thanagarian. I don't want any of the other if, what if versions of her. I want her to be a Thanagarian, and I want her on the show. She would be an amazing character, and one that we could really, really have a lot of fun with. She, she, she was one of my favorite characters on Justice League, and I think she would be fun. And it's someone we've, as far as I know, unless she appeared briefly in Smallville or one of those other shows, you know, has never really been on TV. Uh, it's just a wait and see 
they're dripping it out, but oh, they're making me want to know so bad. I don't know. How do you feel about this? Are you as excited about the new DC shows as I am? Because I'm just going crazy. If you're not, then maybe you'll be excited about the Crow reboot, which we talked about a couple episodes back. We have some casting news. I'm going to start with the last thing first. They got the rights to use some Joy Division songs in the movie. That may not sound like a big thing, but for me, I'm really excited about that. The comic book quotes heavily from bands like Joy Division and The Damned, and I think they are the natural soundtrack for a story like this. The re- the original movie, the Brandon Lee movie, included a Nine Inch Nails cover of the Joy Division song Dead Souls, which was really good. Um, but I think it will be interesting and to use a word that I hate, make the film a lot grittier if it actually has music by the by Joy Division on there. I do hope, though, that we also see some songs by The Church, The Damned, and other bands like that. Okay, in casting news, Jack Houston has been cast to star as Eric Draven, and I have mixed feelings about this at best. He, I think we've talked about him before. He was in... Um, um, Boardwalk Empire and Great Fire. He's going to be in the upcoming Ben-Hur movie. He's actually playing Ben-Hur in that, so we'll see how that turns out if other biblical movies or anything. <sighs> Sorry. Don't want to get off on a rant here. Um, <laughs> this is, I've had it so many times, it's not funny anymore. Um, the only thing on his resume that I... well. I did see the Twilight Saga Eclipse, and he played Royce King in that, but I don't remember him because I don't remember those movies very well because I didn't really like them. The only thing that I see on his resume that I did really like is he played um, Jamie Dalton on Eastwick, which was a show that did not get as many episodes as it should have. He was an interesting actor on that. Beyond that, you know, not too, too much to talk about, you know, but he, he has a good look. He can d- deliver lines kind of, um, apparently he was also in American hustle and kill your darlings in outlander. So haven't seen those either. So we'll, we'll see how this works out. It, the casting is going to be part of it, but the tone and the script are going to be what makes or breaks this movie. And, the casting of Jack Houston into this thing, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish they had gotten somebody who had more of a martial arts or an action movie background if they were going to cast somebody who wasn't a complete unknown. But you know, we'll see how it goes. The other bit of casting news is Jessica Brown Finley has been cast to play Shelley. And if that name is familiar or isn't familiar, she was on D- Downton Abbey, um, which seems like the strangest place to get people for this show. She played Sybil on Downton Abbey, and she was a very interesting character. And in fact, the character of Sybil on Downton Abbey in a lot of ways reminded me of, you know, when, when you think about it, it's kind of like Shelley Webster's character in the comic and even in the original movie. 
I hope this means that she's going to have a lot more to do in the movie. In other words, not just the flashbacks, but the strange hallucinogenic moments that were in the original comic that involved her. I'm hoping that that's what that means because they they hired a very good actress to fill this role. And it would be a shame if we only get to see her a couple times and the majority of it, she's just screaming because she's being murdered. <laughs> it would be such a waste for the, you know, for an actress of her stature. So hopefully they'll do more with her. Honestly, I'm more excited about the news that they're getting the joy division added to the soundtrack, just because that will make it sound like it should sound. So I don't know. I'd love to know what you think. I, I still want to hear more about what they're doing with the plot. And I also want to know exactly what they're seeing. This is this a reboot of the movie or is this a going back to the comic? Because I, the one thing that I don't want is a reboot of the film because the film and the ones that came after it created a different mythology than the one that existed in the comics. And it wasn't nearly as interesting a mythology as the one that it, that existed in the comics. So hopefully this is going to ignore the previous films and go back to the source material and do something amazing. The biggest problem that this is going to have is the same problem that the last Crow movie had. Well, not the biggest problem because hopefully the lead actor will not die in the filming of this like Brandon Lee did. But, um, their desire in doing sequels to f keep finding excuses to bring Eric Draven back from the dead when he had absolutely no reason to do so. The crow is a spirit of vengeance. It is a person brought back from the dead to avenge their own murder. I can only think in the comics of one crow who was brought back and it was not just to avenge her own murder, but the murder of her own of her children. And most of her interest was actually in avenging the kids. That's so usually what it seems like in the Crow comics is it's not about avenging the self. It's about avenging the other, the loved one that died with them. And th thus, once they're gone, because that's the whole idea is that's the reward at the end of the comic. And at the end of the original movie, we get to see Shelley come and take him away after all that pain and misery. And... There's no reason for him to come back. I don't care how much you want him to come back. The sequel has to have a new character in it. And I know that Hollywood doesn't want to do that because they want to market off of the success of the franchise as well as the success of the actors. But the story, this particular story requires the character not coming back unless you're not going to take out all of the villains in the first film. That's the only way sequels make sense. But I sincerely doubt that they're going to do that. <sighs> so what are you going to do? And you know my thoughts on this. I've been talking about it for years. I still don't think that this movie is going to get made. But only time will tell on that. They've had many, many chances to make it. And we've gotten to casting before and it's fallen apart. We'll see. I I, I don't have... I <laughs> I don't really believe that we're going to see this as a movie, but that's just me. Anywho, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed everything that we did today. 
Um, I know I said that I was going to try to record earlier for those of you who were looking earlier in the day for the episode, but like I said, got lost in doing some things and, you know, I'm still new to this, uh, trying to broadcast. So if you missed what we were trying to do with that, just go over to, uh, um, load the Meerkat app in your phone and follow me. I'm CE Dorset on there and it'll give you a notification when I go live like I said, hopefully I want to start doing this between five, you know, between four and six. It's really when I want to be recording these episodes, but, you know, life happens. So we'll see about that. You can find our show notes as always over at projectshadow.com and the full set of notes and what we're doing over at projectshadowagenda.com. And while you're over there, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter, the new episode, the new issue episode. I keep saying episode. The new issue is going to be going out on Thursday and is about spring cleaning for the mind as well. Don't we all need to do that sometimes? If you sign up now and well, whenever you sign up, you'll get a free copy of my new novella, which is tentatively titled The Sands of Time as soon as it is ready. And I'm working on that at the moment. So as long as you're signed up, you'll get it. So go ahead, sign up over there. You'll get that and much, much more. That's it for me today. Have the fun. Bye. <laughs>